0: Thank you for joining us on this special occasion as we celebrate the Marine Corps' 247th birthday on the Above the Bar podcast, where you're going to have the opportunity to listen to a bunch of old, broken down Marines tell old, broken down stories. So, as we always say on the Above the Bar podcast, be sure to push your stool down. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. If you heard, that's a special open on this special day, uh, and everything special. Even as right now, we're missing one of our our eighty four twelves. We're letting dibs hang out with us today as a honorary eighty four twelve. As Mike as Mike Malika is sending me messages. I can't get the effing microphone to work, which he doesn't understand. He has to be logged in for that to work. I, I don't. God, log in. For it. Oh, oh, hold on a sec, folks. Here he is. The <laughs> one guy that will get us all fucking canceled today. And I know it's going to happen. Let's see if I can get him. Oh, why the hell? I can't I, even get.
1: Him. I was scared to get on this because of him.
0: Well, most of us are. I, you know what's crazy is, is I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him on. My screen's uh, being a little janky. Like, what the hell? It's not going to be the same without Mike. No, I can see. Like, it's. It's not letting me. Holy shit! Hold on, let me see if I remove this one. Nope. Yep. He uh, just killed gay. I, I did not kill gay. Like, I really can't scooch my screen down. Oh, there it goes. To get I'm him. Holy bunch here. Oh, holy shit! And he logged out. And he logged out by the time. <laughs> God. He's trying to log back in right now. Log in. You... Oh, it's this way. So, <laughs> dibs. <laughs> yep, that's dibs right there next to. It. You got dibs. Well, right there right yeah. there, right there. <laughs> I'll get to dibs. and that's that's a dibs, uh, got champion, dibs. I got you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is gonna be good oh god i love molly so cheers boys cheers there, good gents mm-hmm. happy birthday to everyone uh already got some buddies popping in saying hey hey guys so we want to do this one every year this is the 247th year. We're going to go around real quick. Uh, everybody can say – I think other than dibs, we were all 8412s. For those of you that don't know what that means, 84-12 uh, just means uh, – let's see. God. Mike, turn your camera on. This is live. <laughs> oh, God. Can, can you turn your camera on?
1: I'll wow. wait for the first F-bomb. Here we go. I
0: I – my, my wife's already the brady bunch absolutely just a hot ass. <laughs> so we're gonna go around here uh at this point i i we were just talking about this dan and i you know this is last year this time two of the two of the five of us were still on active duty uh yeah. now we're all a bunch of old retirees so it's one of the things i definitely want to talk about today is things okay. that you know we've all seen change what we've talked about there's a did you guys see what LeBoy posted a couple months, a couple weeks oh, ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I didn't I'm, look at it.
0: I you, look yeah, at
3: we, it. we need to talk about that. We're
0: yeah. going to talk about it because I because I absolutely agree with it. And now that we're all on the other side of the fence, uh, nobody has to worry about uh, bursting bombs or stars landing on us and uh, ruining our day. So they but can all. Also- special guest star? <laughs> uh, I wish that, that we had that special <laughs> guest star. Now, Francisco, uh, Francisco, I don't hear much from. Like, I, I'll see him, I'll send him a happy birthday, and then. He, he kind of keeps to himself. Mike, are you yeah. there? Hey, Mike. Mike? Like, I see... Bueller. But he is... Oh God, he is... He looks game. pale. <laughs> he looks pale. Just <laughs> so, let's go around real quick. Uh, how many year years from each of us? Uh, I'll start it. I did 20 years. I retired in July of 2014. Dibs, when did you get out? Uh,
4: 2011.
0: So, how many years was that? Six, five, eight. three, eight, eight. year. years. Dan... Yeah.
2: Um, I have 25 years, but five is reserve.
0: So you're 25. Yeah. Look, fuck that. Like was reserve. Look now you. said yeah, no. I have 25 years. Being an yeah. adult. God.
2: Yeah.
0: Calculated down to uh, 18 years, seven months, and three days.
2: Well, when you, you're looking at your your pension, it's it actually does factor in. Well, it should.
0: Mike had like Mike. I think came in right around the same time I did, but he had reserve. So he got out after i did I remember yeah. that i don't know what he's doing i'm about to kick you off the screen in a minute mike uh oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> he's probably having a full-on conversation from what you guys were saying just, just talking,
1: just talking oh, yeah. away. <laughs> he's doing that crypto mining shit I bet.
0: <laughs> he's got one of those i know that he's got one of those things right
2: he's in the mine, mine. right now
0: <laughs> that's why it's so dark so how about you terrell when did you get out uh i just recently retired september 1st uh 22 how many years did that give you 21 21
3: years 11 days and like you know 17 hours some shit like that god
0: i didn't realize you were that much younger than me yeah
1: Yep. it's just a baby just a baby (laughs) baby how about you there bill uh i was just trying to figure out if gays no i'll let it go for right now but uh 2018. I got 21 years, buddy.
0: 21 years, and he got out in 18. So, Dan, you and I really were like a lot older than them. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I joined late. Yeah, but, I mean, you were still there. Late bloomer. The story of all lives. All right, Mike, I'm kicking you off until you can get this shit figured out. I, I love you, man, but I can't just stare at this black space. Hold on a sec. Here's what we're doing right now. Hold on. You're, this is going to get interesting in a moment. Talk, talk among yourselves. He says, "I'm, I'm in, but I still can't hear anything. My mic is not working. I have to try and grab a different computer." Tell him use his phone. Yeah, tell him to try his phone. Like, I'm, that's what I'm trying to. I'm Facetime. Is it a flip phone? Oh, you look. You know his shit's probably. <laughs> He's still got a BlackBerry. <laughs> you know for not
2: finding me. <laughs>
0: All right, you know that he was the person that i i first ever learned about uh you ever seen the rifle from mossberg the just in case have you ever seen it like it goes in a little case and it's all completely waterproof and it's a sawed off shotgun you ever seen this thing (laughs) molly i was like yeah man you should see he's like i got one i'm like oh you got one he was yeah it's tied to a rope thrown in the pond in my yard just in case while i'm out there fishing someone attacks (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you dude uh, <laughs> they emotion
1: either.
0: <laughs> no like i'm like this is really a thing this is this guy so between all of us so what do we have here one two three four and add my so we have over a hundred years of marine corps in here right now over a hundred i already got care big carol just wanted to say happy birthday to all and thank you for your service we appreciate you carol so how do we want to kick this off, Jens? I, I want to start with this. I know how things have been for me. Terrell, you're the – well, no, I guess Dan. Which one are you?
3: Dan was the last one to retire, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're the last one of us to retire. What do you think, man? What do you think in the civilian life so far? Love it.
2: I absolutely love it. I, uh, I've i wanted to do this for a long time. I've wanted to pursue other goals. Um, especially you know with like the real estate and everything and getting into the coaching, I just want to do the things I want to do and have the the freedom to do it. Um, you know with the way retirement worked out and everything else, I I get to do that. I can I can wake up, I can sleep in, doesn't matter. But I can spend more time with the kids and
0: balance it out. How about you, Terrell?
3: Um, I would say being a career recruiter, just being a recruiter for the amount of time that I was. I thought that I was no longer institutionalized until I hit the civilian sector. And I realized like, man, I'm still institutionalized. And I didn't realize it at first because I've always been that low key, you know, nonchalant didn't matter. But, um, I definitely realized, you know, even though I was being my nicest self, some people thought I was a little bit rough around the edges. And I'm like, this is like, I'm the, this is the nice me. Like, do you you not understand what I was? So, you know, other than that, you know, I'm loving it, you know, spending some time with the kids and everything, but, you know there there was a, a little bit of an adjustment so
0: what what was your biggest adjustment
3: it was being hands on for the most part you know um you know recruiting we're always in the mix of everything you know it's on a need to know not even on the need to know basis it's a matter of like hey tell me what i need to know and if it's not everything then we're going to have issues so in my current role it ain't like that anymore so it's one of those things where you know, I'm more of a trying to keep on the, the strategic side of the house, not the operational side of the house. So it, it it's an adjustment. So,
0: so now Bill, you're the, you know, it goes Bill, me, and then in this case, Dibs. Dibs has been out of the service longer than all of us. You got out and you said 11, right? Yep. May 11. Uh, so you got out in 11. So, how about, how about you, Bill? What do you, what are you thinking, man? You know, you're at four years out. You missing it?
1: Oh, I miss it every day. Um, You know, I think that at first, you know, I think I felt like Dan. I think I felt kind of, you know, that that weight is kind of lifted off your shoulders. The freedom is there. And then you kind of go through a phase of the institutionalized, like, wait, wait a second. I was institutionalized still. And then you go through the, damn, I have to be nice all the time. And and you can't say what you want to say. Now you may be the boss, and you may be running something, but you ain't the boss like you used to be. So it, it, <laughs> It's you a know, different type of boss. Uh, yes. No it, idea. It's a Definitely. different world um, than what we're used to. So, you know, I miss it every day. I kind of go off into my own little world, and I don't think people understand why, but that's why.
0: I would take an Anne-Marie gig in a fucking heartbeat hell yeah i would take one of the i see so you say that Dan, I, i'm with you i remember when i first got out but as i've as i've been out longer and longer um bill will tell you i probably call him once a day about I talk to Terrell
1: at least three but, or four days a week you know but I'm the same way i used to be i try to get to my phone but sometimes I don't oh use. no,
2: god <laughs> i didn't even know you I, I i didn't think you had a phone
0: Uh,
1: i I, I don't i can't tell you how many times i leave that thing on the desk
0: so let me tell you i've i've cracked the code for terrell and and for dan and dibs you don't understand this i have cracked the code hold on a sec we have uh did did our special guest just show up here hold on a sec so i'm gonna introduce somebody i'm gonna introduce somebody let me crack tell you that i've cracked the code real quick for for bill when bill calls you and he says he needs to talk to you um, what you really need to do is is ask Bill. Do you want my advice, or you just want to tell me what's going on? And if you do that, he won't cut you off at the minute at the time he's done speaking and tell you, "Hey, my <laughs> other line's ringing. I'll call you right back," and you won't hear from him. So, so now, classic I, Bill. I have a special guest that's coming on. He's got something like three hundred. The Marine Corps is only two hundred forty-seven years old, and he's been a Marine for three hundred years. Um, I'm gonna give you all a hint to who this marine is. I could probably tell you one one phrase, one of his nicknames, and you'll know exactly who it is. to be Gagnon. Who's the devil? Because it's one person. Who who? Oh, who, who's Mil- the Mil- one person? Mil- like Danko? No, God, no, you ass. You're such an ass. <laughs> Dan, you got it. Milber. No, fuck him. I hope he fucking. You got you made me kick. You, you got, you got yeah. uh, all right, here we go. Cause they ain't on a yoga. Say hello, Master Guns.
5: Of course. I told hello, you. Master Guns. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the man. Hey Chapman, what's the matter? You don't have heat up there or what? You gotta be bundle up in your living room? What the hell's up with that? Always bundled up. Always bundled up. <laughs> uh,
0: Master Guns, uh, this is also Dibbs. Uh Dibbs was in two thousand eleven. Hey, who used to run the Utica recruiting station back in o2 Do you remember?
5: Zubon.
0: No, no, it wasn't Zubon. Zubon was later
5: on. Who was it, Master Guns?
0: In 2 In 02. who ran that?
5: Well, I don't you had you, of course you had Elwell out there for a while, you had Trujillo out there for a while. We had Clark out there for a while. I mean I told you. It Man, I must month. have been so I must
4: have been so traumatized that I just forgot
5: everything. Like, nope, recruit no, what?
4: No, yeah. 84 top, no, I'm good. Nope. I had a recruiter. Nah. Who, why
5: who was it out there, Sean?
0: I don't know. It was D- Dibs was out there, and I 02. Don't He Doesn't remember who his recruiter was. He was recruited out of there, and he has so no. You're
5: idea. my age. You don't know the difference between 2012 and 2002. I don't. I
0: don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm so lost to it. But uh, well, Master Guns, you actually, I think you got it. You retired in 11, right? 10 or 11? No, I retired in 2008. Eight. Fuck.
5: You really been out 14
0: years. So so how about you? So we all kind of went around, and you know Dan being the most recent out. You know, he's happy to be out, happy to have that. Bill, it.
5: turn your heater on.
0: Bill, turn your heater on. making me
5: cold. Kind of got, going around I the corner. money that way.
0: Bill and I being kind of further out, we really miss it. You know, I joking around and said, uh, I don't know if you remember Anne Marie that used to be in IT, but I would take an Anne Marie <laughs> just to be back around Marines and, and be back in that environment where, where, you know, speaking the Marine language again. How about you? I mean, you, 08, you saw, you know, it's a totally different Marine Corps. What's your thoughts?
5: Well, I don't miss the work. I don't miss the job. I don't miss the politics. Um, I miss my Marines. I miss being around Marines. Um, but one thing that I've, you know, I, and, and I, 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 I was bit sitting backstage for a bit. So I heard you guys use a term called uh, institutionalized or some weird shit like that. I think I think that's, Malik is in institution now, isn't so he? Okay. He's, he's
0: supposed to be here. He couldn't figure out how to get his computer and stuff to work the I think uh with the tin foil hat he was wearing
5: yeah yeah um what it is it's not necessarily for me anyway it's not necessarily institutionalized as much as it is we you have a certain level of standards and you have a certain level of professionalism and performance that you get very much accustomed to in the marine corps that you just don't see in the civilian world you just you just don't whether it be my clients that I that I service whether it be uh, people that work for me in, in any of my businesses it's it's you just don't see it you know as much as we fought amongst each other and as much as as, as much as we holy shit Phil put your hat back on
2: i thought that was a toupee <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: Trying to grow it but it isn't coming back L- listen brother i completely understand now i completely understand no, so for me, that's that's what it is. It's it's not so much that I had to de-institutionalize. Of course, I had 20 out of my 25 years, 20 of them I had on recruiting duty. So, you know, it wasn't so much for me having to to de militaryize or whatever, what do you guys call it? Institution for me, it's my ex, my expe- my expectations of people are constantly being are constantly being deflated, constantly being. You know, and, and like i said although we might have fought amongst ourselves from time to time at the end of the day when bulls started flying you knew we had each other's back oh at bad. the end of the day we, we might fight amongst ourselves and all the problems that we might have had you know amongst ourselves at least we knew that when 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 the when the cards were down on the table everybody was still playing the game you know agree with um, that. and, and you, you just don't you just don't you just don't see that i mean you just don't i've got i've got Clients that pay me thousands of dollars that they fold like cheap suits. I mean, when the going gets tough, it's like, oh my God, I'm falling apart. What the fuck are you talking about? It's just, oh, pardon my friend. What are you talking, talking about? about. It's, it's just a bad day. What are you talking It's a business day. What are you talking about? You know, they're just not tough. They're just not, just yeah. not. They're just, and that's what I miss. I miss being around people who have the same salt as you do, who have the same, yeah. you know, grit as you do. A couple um, of the
3: same cloth. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, Dibs, you're the only one of us that didn't retire. Yep. Uh, did your eight years. How about for you? Now, not retiring, doing eight years, getting out. What, what for you, you know, do you, you know, you heard the different vibes from all of us in different yep. timeframes. What's your thoughts for when you got out? Do you still want to get back into it? Or is it like, nope, done.
4: Oh, absolutely. So I actually initially tried. So I got out and then I was like, all right, what do I want to do with my life? I went and did the whole skydiving thing, shattered my legs. So I'm like, oh, but now I want to go back in the military. They won't take me because I had screws, hardware, and everything like that. But like Master Guns was just saying, like, when I got out, I started going to college. And it was one of those things. I showed up 15 minutes early, like, in a polo, sla- slacks, all that. And then I get kids walking in 30 minutes Master late. Master. Like I'm like, oh, all right, let's not – yep, let's suck it in. Like, let's – but talk about got you, you guys retiring. I've told people, like, man, I'm going to need someone October 27th the next year because that would be my 20. And I'm like how like that's so crazy because I joined I mean I signed the paper like I signed the initial ship for my pooley program at uh 16. and then I sat sa- I, I was at boot camp at 17. like I I started everything I was in the deck yeah, so then you at it was all well then
6: up at oh, that
4: was all well. no like I, I started on my pooley I started on my pooley stuff like I was at the um, the pooley meetings at 16 and then I shipped out at 17 so oh, um.
0: Ken says he relates to you dibs and that is our Ken yeah. Oliver. Yeah. So it
4: was, uh, it, it's definitely, I, I miss it. Just like all you guys said. I mean, it was, it was eight years. I did as much as I could while I was in. And it just got to the point where even I saw the changes from when I went in in 2003 to 2011, I saw the changes. And that's why I always told myself if I did, if I did a third enlist, like if I re-enlisted again, I'd stay in. And it just, I was in Oki and, shit kind of went sideways and i said cool
0: that's it so i mean so again like i said there's over a hundred hundred plus years here all of us have had different vibes but uh i don't think most people want to hear us just commiserate about our miseries of all this (laughs) i would like to to get into some stories of things we've all done oh shit do we let you him in? It out? Hold on. Do we <laughs> let him is, is he the
6: special
2: guest?
1: No. Right.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I think, think he's, he from is. what
2: I've
1: been told, I believe he's special. I he's mean.
0: I think he's got his disco His disco tin hat on. Hold on. Let's get this. Can we help oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Look, it's a homeless man. I am. Holy <laughs> shit. You have a squirrel on your chin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Like, what's up, brother, what's up, grizzly freaking Adams? What's in that thing? Oh I a bird nest,
4: he'll never starve. <laughs> He's just storing food in there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
7: uh,
0: so, so, Mike, dibs, dibs, Mike. Um, <laughs> like uh, God. so, so, this is, I mean, God, just a bunch of jackasses right now. That's the best I can tell you. You have no idea. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you were didn't want to buy something tonight, then please cut this off because you are going to get sold a bill of goods before this is all over with of some shit. Uh, before it's all over, I figure Mike's going to tell you that QAnon is real. Terrell's going to have you moving to the South. Dan's selling you a house. Bill is just selling you. Whatever Master Guns, he's probably got a pocket full of weather's right now. And we're all getting... Look at at
4: his board behind him. What are you talking about? Oh,
0: look. you got a presentation
4: ready for us.
0: All ready to go. All ready to happen. (laughs) My whole office
1: looks like this. (laughs) Oh, he meant business Ah, when he got on here.
0: Uh, What's Here's the great one. How many of you all still catch yourself (laughs) saying to people, hey, let's take a step back and look at the big picture. Not not this guy. (laughs) What are you going to do? Say it to a group of bees? Listen here, bee. Let's take a step back and look at the big hive.
7: <laughs> like, like, I, I, I had just... a guy call me actually and say uh, it was that it was the Fourth of July, and he's like, "Oh my God, Mike, I got bees still in my house. What do I do?" I said, what, what do you mean? What do you do? Put them on the phone. Kill them. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm I was like three hundred miles away.
0: All right, Mike. Is QAnon real? I gotta know. Is QAnon real, Mike?
7: I don't even know what QAnon is.
0: You you just pronounced it right. I repeated what you said. I pronounced it wrong. You pronounced it properly. Don't tell me you don't know what it is. <laughs> Do you get a subscription to Epoch or Epic News? I That's a
7: little. I'm not I'm not a Glenn Beck conservative. I am a conservative.
0: Oh, really great. I don't so. Know. So. How about this question? And, and I'm curious of this as we're, we're doing this. And a lot of this is going to be for folks that are getting ready to get out. All <laughs> oh. of us. Oh, And we just. Who did we lose? He's back. Oh. Uh, Quick question here. Anything any of you wish you would have known or done before you got out? You know, like, ah, shit, I wish I remembered (coughs) to do this. Uh, I can tell you for me, it's stuff on my medical record. I promise. What the fuck is he doing? (laughs) What What are you doing? I thought dibs had bad Internet connection.
6: Yeah,
7: his squirrels are a lot worse. Are
0: Are you on an iPhone 6? Who is it, me? Yes, you.
7: <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was my shit causing this. <laughs> I was like, one of you is fucked up like polio.
0: Oh, I knew that was coming. I... So, hold on, you're gonna love this, Mike. I'm working on the train. I'm working on Amtrak, and I'm used. I used that line. We were joking around. I was like, oh, it's fucked up like polio." One of the engineers that who might have went to high school with Moses. Looks at me and goes, "This isn't funny, man. My brother had polio." And up. Right? What I was Not like, real. what? Ha. I'm like, ha. He's like, no, seriously, my brother has had polio. I was like,
7: then you get the joke. I'm like, no, I was gonna say, but Mike makes a
0: valid point.
4: Like, so you send it home. It's fucked up.
0: But I'm scared. Like, who still has family members that had polio? That are alive at this point. Like, he
7: didn't tell you if he was alive or not. All he said was this. It doesn't matter. I Relevant. Scared. I stand by what I said. Polio is fucked well, up. Well, I tell this story all the time. With me? Is polio not fucked up because your brother had it?
0: I think Fuck everybody in this room at some point, except for Master Guns and Dibs, has either at one point wanted to push me in front of a train, which I'm completely okay with. But Mike is the only one that in this room that I thought was going to end my career. And I always tell this story about Mike. He I thought he was gonna end my career. The first time I ever met him, we were all grouped up down there by Benet Labs here in Albany. We were doing all hands. I thought I was looking good. I was getting harassed by uh by Dan, not Dan Beecher, but by uh Whitley. Major Whitley. Dan was harassing me like your shirt's too tight. Ha, fatty hair. Like getting harassed by this guy. I'm like 165 pounds getting told I'm fat because of my shirt walk into a room and Mike Malika addresses the entire group of Marines and tells them, I'm going to beat you like a particular group of, Oh, don't, don't you disappear? You son of a bitch. Don't you try to <laughs> jump and tells them he's going to beat them like a particular group. And I went, my career is over with my whole career is done. And as I did this, I look back at, at major Whitley and major Whitley just smiles at me. Like, this is what you're you're here for. This is w- welcome to the fight, and that was my inter... What is he doing? What
7: are you doing? <laughs> we don't know. He's switched just for Wi-Fi. I switched off Wi-Fi to my phone to use my four G. and see if that works any better. Your what? I'm doing my <laughs> cellular service now instead of did you say we're 4- almost G? into six? We're almost <laughs> into six G, and we're rocking some four G stuff. Wow, John- that crypto uh, shit. Uh, Thanks.
0: That's what it is. Is he's his, your house is overheating from crypto, isn't it?
7: <laughs> no. I Can we that?
4: just talk about how people have beers and how Dan, you know, poured his drink, and then Mike just grabbed a bottle of Jameson and just <laughs> went ham. Like, like That's... Dan's pouring all nicely, and Mike's like, "Nope, we're good."
7: No, I, I found a koozie that fits around the bottle of Jameson, and <laughs> he says, "Sorry, I'm late. I got here just as soon as I fucking wanted to." I walk around parties and that's, this is how I portion control. I know when I'm done with the bottle, I'm done for the night.
0: Master Guns, how did you put up with all of us? (laughs) One at a time. (laughs) One at a time. One at a time. uh, You never directly led me. You never directly led me. Like No. For you. So, um, go ahead and tell me now, which one was the biggest pain?
5: Yes, I win. I don't get to be in this category. The, the biggest pain—that's Malika. That's, that's it's the same one that's giving you the biggest pain on this on this show. Well, but you got to understand, I met Mike when he was a Lance Corporal. Yeah. I, when I met Mike, he was—he—he uh, was—you were in the reserves, I think. We brought you out on 130. We we're bringing you out on 139 day.
7: You had to do my interview. Yeah. And I had
5: to do your interview. Um. And and what well, was Trahelio running the station then up in Glens Falls? That uh, who was? Who referred nope. you in? Noble. Oh, Timmy. Yeah. Tim. So, so when I met him, I was the RI, and he was a lance corporal. Then when I took over the RSS, and he was being—he was a recruiter. We had to get a waiver for him to drive a govo because he was too damn young. He yeah. wasn't old enough to drive a govo. So you got to figure how old? How old are you now, Mike? Seventy-five. So 40. you got to figure. I've known him a long time. Oh, <laughs> I was. I was eighteen. You're eighteen. You what well, Yeah, you were eighteen. And for a gubbo at that time, I think you had to be 21 to drive it. 21, correct. Yeah.
7: That was when we were pulling fuses out of the dash cluster so that the mileage didn't go over 2100. And we'd run out of gas. And fucking Gunny Bryant, the supply team, was like, how the fuck all you Marines keep running out of running out of gas? Don't you watch them gauges? You know, in my gubbo's. Like, no, we're not watching the gauges because fucking gauge ain't working. They ain't
5: now you know, see that's the pain. That's my pain. See that that it started way back then. Now,
0: something that I, I just thought about. Now, for Dan and Terrell, this is your first opportunity to tell a recruiting story that you've always wanted to tell, <laughs> but you couldn't tell it because you were, you know, as Terrell said, institutionalized, or you were still in, you know, the the DD two fourteen is cleared. They can't come get you. Nobody's calling you to the carpet in the morning. Nobody's going to say, "Hey, hey there, Sergeant. Uh, What do you What do you mean? This is your opportunity to tell that story. You, you got one? You both smiling, so I can see the looking. I don't think I got one. I'm trying to think.
3: All oh. my dirt's out there.
0: No,
4: I'm trying to think.
0: We, oh,
3: no, God.
4: you can tell. You can tell by the looks on their face that there's something there. They're like, oh, can I really See, say? It? Like, ah, oh. even if there is something, like, it's buried so deep that it's going to be hard <laughs> to pull
0: back out. But we've all said we want. We want to write the book. Every one of us has said, "When I get out, well, I'm going to write a book of the crazy stuff that I've experienced." You know, I, I was on. A, I got a call from Vanko one time, Bill, and I know how much you guys love each other. Um, I got a call from him one time. He goes, "I'm going home." It was like middle of the day. I'm going home why what's going on he goes i just left this kid's house my entire uniform stinks so bad and i just vomited behind my gov because of the smell in the house that's what he's like i'm going home that i mean that's what his experience was (laughs) uh, you know and what do you got mike who
7: doesn't know vanco vanco would spend like three hundred dollars on like a pair of shoes and like two hundred dollars on a belt you know, it's for all day. <laughs>
0: all day for him he's to a smell
7: it. Guy, he's like a name brand designer. Fucking and
0: nothing is used. He owns nothing used. Right. He he will not. Come on, I know Dan. You got to have some. I think the only thing because I'm not going to
2: talk about any drinking because we didn't do that in recruiting. <laughs> but, excuse me. One second.
0: done in the city. Want to talk about in the city when we, and the the, the crafts of of red wine. No. Oh
3: yeah, I wasn't privy to that one. I was. How about, talking about
0: was, you, you tell the Bill story when Bill was so excited he wanted to find out who paid our bill? I don't you, remember
2: that. You know that that was a pretty crazy thing. So just so everybody knows, we uh, what was it we? Angela, there's a, there a place I knew in the city, because uh, we went to the cigar lounge first, right? Yeah. So I went with my buddies to the city when I was living in New York, and we went. You know, my brother came out from Australia. And my buddy who already lives there, he, uh, he got pretty trashed and and we were kind of loud at the table and they, uh, he, he stood up and he hit one of the nice Italian pitchers. I don't know that probably the mom painted or something, but it was, uh, it kind of pissed the the owners off a little bit. So as we're leaving, I find out they have cigars and they had a lounge and I didn't know really what this meant, but I'm like, Hey, can we get in for a cigar? And the guy's like, you're, uh, you know, your guys are too loud. You know, bottom line, I, I we can't have you, and, and it's members only. And I'm like, oh, speaking of member, your boss up there. I see him with a commandant of the Marine Corps up there. That picture is was Marine. Like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, he's here all the time. He's upstairs. I'm like, really? I said, I'm a Marine. Think I can meet him? Go up there. I didn't even before I even met him. They had us all all decked out. Freaking got us uh, tables. They got us drinks. They got us cigars. They came over, even freaking lit it for us and took care of us. But when we went in there, we went through the back kitchen up the stairs and I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, we're going to get jacked up. Mm -hmm. They're going to fuck us up. But they didn't. And then when Sean came out and Vanko and everybody else, we went out and smoked. Chap, you were with us, weren't you? I I was. Yep. Okay. And then we, uh, we, we smoked cigars. They set up a wet bar. We didn't pay anything for this. Nothing. And then we go to Angelo's, which is not open anymore, Sean. Oh, really? The best place in little Italy is gone. Yeah. So we uh we go there, we have a lovely dinner, wine and all that good shit. And probably ran up what five hundred dollar bill at, at least.
0: Adam what how many NCYCs were there? You figure 12 of us? Command group? Yeah, there was quite a
2: few. So so probably a thousand. If,
0: if, probably 15 people at least. Yeah, it was it was
2: way more than that then so uh somebody paid the bill i'll never forget that somebody paid the freaking bill and they want to say who it was they're like you guys are all set and it was uh it was pretty crazy kind of the coolest thing i, I saw on recruiting where somebody showed some sort of uh appreciation it was nice and then there was so
4: the- are all you guys so i mean <clears throat> coming from me like were you all you guys i mean career i mean career recruiters i mean is that or how, yeah. yeah, it's so awesome. Like, see, and I love here, because, I mean, I've got my stories from the time that I was in, because I feel like my eight years, I definitely made it worthy. But hearing stories like that, I've done similar things. And it's just cool seeing it and hearing it from that from that aspect of the career recruiter.
2: Dibs, just to give you an idea of the history, <laughs> Master Gunny Gagnon shipped me to boot camp.
5: He was running
2: <laughs> Saratoga. He was
5: running <laughs> Saratoga. His, his recruiter <laughs> worked for me. And I believe, Mike, I don't know if you were on the team just yet or you were. We you just
2: gone. got back from uh, BRC.
5: But, yeah. Yeah, I was there.
2: Oh
4: that's crazy. God. That's so
7: cool. I that's was so, it's... When Drake was running Saratoga, that's that's when Gordy found that, that Gunny Drake's gov was too dirty and took all oh his gosh. shit. Actually, it was you and Gordy took yeah. all his shit out and stacked it on his desk, all the papers and garbage, and then put his gov keys in the pile. It was like, unfuck yourself. And I was doing mission planning, monthly planning in the Saratoga office. And Drake comes in swinging a bat like fucking Aaron Judge, going, (laughs) Where is he? Where the fuck is
5: he? And he was always threatening my life. (laughs) Joe Joe Joe, Joe, the Dancing Bear. He was always threatening my life. But the thing with Joe, Joe was one of those old school gunnies, right? And he he was older than I am. And he was a, and I was young compared to him at the time. And he, uh, he was one of those old school gunnies that you couldn't tell him anything. You couldn't get through to him. You couldn't get him to understand how certain, why certain things were important if he didn't think they were. But one thing you, one thing you can't take away from that man is that he'd die for mission. He would die for success. Yeah. He would, he would, he, and that's that old school gunny. I can remember, I can remember uh, we were, it was uh, mission <laughs> eve night uh and and we were down we were down three in saratoga which was unusual for us but we were down three and we rallied the troops and of course we went around the horn who's got anything we can pull in and drake looks at me and he goes well boss you up for an all-nighter i'm like what do you mean he goes i think we can pull this hat trip but we got to go to the mountains he had kids dangling on a string that that uh he just couldn't knock them off he just couldn't and so at eight o'clock at night, or it was seven o'clock at night, mission Eve night. We jumped in the gov and we had to tie. We ended Albert up going to Ticonderoga, right? <laughs> we ended up in Fort Ann. We saw that's the night that the rivers, the rivers kids joined that the Lacey Rivers and uh and her brother, I forget his her brother's name. Albert. 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 That's the night that they and there we are at midnight in, in Ticonderoga. And we've got four kids at a kitchen table because we were putting Lacey in and dad was a Marine. We're putting Lacey, we're, we're doing her paperwork in walks Albert, who we don't, who had been interviewed like nine times. Right. And I said, Hey, where are you guys? Sit down. I said, I hear you need to be on my, in my Marine Corps. And he goes, Oh no, I've heard it all. I said, no, you ain't sit down. Right. And so we start talking to him next thing. You know, two kids knock on the door. They're Albert's friends. He was supposed to go, Partying with them that night, <laughs> we bring them in. Next thing you know, we're bouncing around. We're getting Pete. We're we and we brought all four out of the out of the woods. And we and oh, we overwrote shit. by one. We by one the next day. We walked all four on and we overwrote by one the next day.
2: That's a big win.
5: That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, good, honest, that's a good
0: story.
4: Phenomenal, Phenomenal. like
7: that's twenty eight percent.
5: That's <laughs>
0: that's, that's some not... legendary shit right there.
5: Yeah, he goes. We got. He looks at me. He goes. We got to pull an all nighter. What do you mean pull an all nighter? He goes, we're going to have to go to the mountains. I'm like, all right, then let's go. And the way we went and he had enough kids interviewed. He just couldn't get them to push, push over. Uh, and I never rode with, with Drake after he, after he got to a certain point because he was, he was just that good. He was good enough to take care of his own business. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I very rarely rode with him other than to have fun or when I pissed him off, he'd hunt me down. <laughs> He's he was always threatening me with a bat. He never did swing it at me, but he's, he, you know, it's funny because he's in, he's over in, in Okinawa now. I stay in touch with him all the time through Messenger.
0: Like he moved there?
5: Yeah, he, he's lived there since he re- retired. Yeah, he stayed. Yeah, he got, a, he got a contracting job over there, a government contracting job. He just stayed. He loves it. He loves Okinawa. Matter of fact, when he left recruiting duty, he, he asked to go go to Okinawa.
0: And, and it, that kind of reminds me of how we all met. Like Bill and I met in 05. No. Oh
1: six, I it was 05.
0: No, because I came back on recruiting duty in oh six. Had be 06. I We met in 06, hanging out in a lat. The the most memorable moment of that was me, Bill, and Francisco Leboy, all in blues, in a Latin club in New- in Long Island, just trying to shake our groove thing, and hit Bill drinking like. Gallons of sangria, like I think it was like the first time he had ever had sangria. It was a great night. Oh, we were just trashed. <laughs> how about how about you, there, Terrell? Went, I mean, you were in Albany, like you might have been in Albany forever. longer than any of us.
3: It was the yeah, ops clerk forever. He, I yeah, I got.
0: He was the ops clerk.
3: Yeah, I got there in uh, what 2004, and then that's when I met Dan, and um, I met Bill. He had came on in 2005. I think it was, and then uh, Mass, uh, Master Malika, he was what well, you're yeah, you were there, you was the ARI at the time because Bragan was the RI, I remember that. And uh, Master Guns, you was down the district as a training team chief
5: at the time, yeah, so, God. yeah, 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 well, it was funny, phenomenal,
4: man. That is amazing, yeah. like that,
3: that yeah, is so just Dib,
5: crazy. So Dib, you joined what year 03 in out of Utica.
4: Uh, so my main station like the main hub was out of Utica, like out of New Hartford, but my yep. uh, my actual station that I was recruited out of was Oneida.
5: Right. So like the I, guy like I grew up so the so guy he had to have little
3: Zub on there, little little short
5: Yeah. The, the guy that ran the, the station when you went in, what did he look like? No chance in hell, Master Guns. I don't even well, remember. <laughs> was he if he was this tall, you'd remember him, right? Was he an average nah, size? He, guy? So,
4: no, I think he was so for some reason, staffs are engaged where I don't know. Like that name sounds familiar. I could go back and try to I've still Gage. got all my paperwork and shit. Tall guy, right? Tall yeah, guy? super tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he
2: was like a baseball player. Plus. Yep.
4: Yeah, like so, Yeah, that name sounds super familiar. But Very I changed Steph. Good uh, I changed a couple of times. Yeah. And then I think there's a staff started French at one point, like right. oh, oh, my
6: no. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch.
5: So just to give you an idea, right? French at one time, I'm, when I met French, I met him as a, as a 139 day, or he was a lance corporal, right? And then he came out, and he and he at one time, you know, was on our was on my team, right? But but French's recruiter, we we were recruiters together. Beecher's recruiter worked for me. Bill's recruiter is my best friend, who also was one of my recruiters. Ryan Ram Binghamton, because I believe Hutch was your recruiter, right, Bill? Yeah, that's uh, so But Hutch is his recruiter. Mike, who who put you in? Noble. Noble, right? So, and I can remember poor Noble when he first took over the station, I went in to train him as an NCYC and he just looked at me and he goes, I don't want to do all this shit. I think I was a gunny at the time. He goes, I don't want to do all this shit gunny. I said, well, you're going to have to, you're the boss now. I, like, I don't want to do all this shit. I just want to, I just want to recruit. But every single one of every single one of their, either their recruiters or the guys that they, the, the guys that were, were part of the foundation of their, of their careers. I've known probably for, for all of their career. You know see, that is great, the like, cool thing about recruiting duty. It's a very, that's very so awesome. Yeah, at I mean, Dan's retirement, he said it best. At Beach's retirement, he said it best is that we've all. We, it's such a small community. The Marine Corps small as it is, but the recruiting command is even just that much smaller. That if you stay around more than a more than a, a minute, you're gonna you're gonna know everybody. You're gonna get to, you know you're gonna see every. It, it's funny because that and, and Sean, you'll appreciate this, but I went to Beach's uh, retirement. Had no idea that Baker was the contact team chief. Oh, Baker. Fucking like, you understand? When I met Baker, he was a staff sergeant who couldn't spell S <laughs> and R.
0: And always passed out with a full beer on the dresser next to him and would piss himself that night. Yeah. Guaranteed. Would piss himself and have a full beer next to him. And poor Francisco was always his roommate. Always. <laughs>
4: I I just I love that small marine corps like it's so talking about French, like I remember uh French when I got to Lejeune, uh like when I got actually into the fleet, and then someone was talking about something, like, oh yeah, I know, like steph's Star French is a bouncer over at the driftwood, which is like the ghettoist fucking (laughs) strip club in Lejeune. And I'm like, I'm fairly certain he was my recruiter.
0: Oh god, I love it. Bruce French.
7: You know, though, so God bless that guy. When I ran East Greenbush, and he worked for me as a recruiter, he was recruiter of the year. And that guy, I mean, he worked his ass off. And I had Sergeant Tavano, who would oh, he ended up getting reliever cause wow. he'd always come in with no appointments. I'm like, next time you come in, I'm gonna have fucking Bruce punch you. So next time you come with no appointments, so of course the next day, Tavano comes in. I'm <laughs> Bruce. Bruce runs <laughs> fucking caves in his jets. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I could so
2: see it too. French built,
5: French broke my ribs. Did he really? Yeah. He was a yeah. stocky was at a, was at a pool guy. Function. Like, he was yeah. yeah, I was at a pool he function. Distracted. It was his, it was his it Oh, was, yeah, he was an NCIC in Cobleskill. Right? Uh it was his first station. It was it was if I remember correctly. He was an NCYC at Cobalskill. And for his for his uh pool function, he was having a football game. And so, of course, he was playing, and I'm the R.I., and I'm the visitor, right? So he's playing. He goes, come on, come on, Gunny, come on, Gunny. All right, let's play, right? So me and him are destroying the kids, of course, completely forgetting that they all got to ship to boot camp. Right? We're just whooping on them. <laughs> it's like – and then and then I didn't see him coming, and he got me one time, and I went he, – he caught me hard. And in, and when he did, if I, when I hit the ground, I heard the – and I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good.
4: See, I feel like I was a nightmare pulley for, like, one of those two. Because I think I started with Gage and I with French. But I felt like I flip-flopped between reserve and active, I think, three times. Like, I feel like I was just a fucking nightmare. Like, just.
5: That all depends on the quote. That all depends on what the mission was at the time. That's what I was saying. probably the recruiter. (laughs) We don't
1: like to lose those reservists.
0: (laughs) Now, now, that brings up a great point, though. Does any of you have, like, that pulley you remember? Or you even stay in touch with? Like, example for me, my son Tyler, who used to harass all of you in the uh, in the lobby at the office, that little guy who's now a freshman in college, if you remember him. Um,
3: I remember him. He kicked me.
0: It, yeah, I'm not surprised. He was a, <laughs> a he was a douche child. But he's named after the first kid I ever sent in the Marine Corps that went to combat, t- Tyler Katolka. He came home, but that's where his name came from, was Tyler. And I still talk to Tyler Katolka, who I put in in 01. Anybody that you guys just remember like that or, or you still stay in contact with? <clears throat>
3: yeah, I got one kid, uh, Damian Carpenter. And I call him a kid only because he was a kid when we first met. He's always going to be a kid. Uh, he was actually my first HB contract. He was a PPC and everything. So went by. south. He didn't have no phone number written on uh, the pink card and everything. His mom answered, oh, Damien's not going to be joining the military, this, that, and the other, saying that, you know, I I don't want my child to get killed. You know, the typical that we always hear. So, you know, living right there in Schenectady off of Albany Street and everything, you know, like, you got more of a chance of getting hit by a straight bullet. So, you know, we had that little talk and everything. And sure enough, and it it sucks what happened because a little kid got hit by a straight bullet either that night or either the next day or something. So I come back to uh, what's called follow back up to try to catch Damien at the house. And sure enough, uh, Carmelina's like, hey, you know, take him. You know, I'm ready for him to join us. And the other turns out he was 16 years old. So I'm like, fuck, oh, we need a contract. And this was in November. His birthday was on uh, December 10th, if I'm not mis- mistaken. December 10th is his birthday. So we had the paperwork, everything written out. Uh, I want to say we even predated, like, PC, all that stuff to be on his birthday. So, like, when he was on deck, you know, <laughs> everything was perfect, you know. It was illegal as hell. But... You know, he always went over. The so. There's a story. They're, like, they're, just, they're, pull, they're just
4: pulling him out. Just, that was there it awesome. is.
1: The Murph, when he was up there and he said, Hey, he was put a bit, Murph realized, We can't fucking do this. He's 16. <laughs> Don't lie. I'm trying to
3: think. Um, I'm trying to think. Was Murph there at the time? No, no like, Murph uh, wasn't there yet. No. No. It was, uh, that's when Gunny name Marion, Master Marion, was there. Marion.
0: Yeah. He was such a nice guy, but he. That's yeah. he, it. He was. That's he was such question. a nice guy but he just tried to do everything himself. That was yeah.
7: his outcome. Dirtiest just kid did too much you ever put in.
0: The who dirtiest kid dirtiest I, ever I ever put in
7: all of you who like we put in 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 <laughs> Rutland put in a kid who had a felony for grave robbery. They were <laughs> digging up bodies <laughs> <and stuff laughs> the fucking fingers. I'm like, "Well, he could dig a fucking fighting hole." <laughs> <laughs> The in. <laughs> my worst.
0: So, so the <laughs> earliest one, I didn't put him in. I actually told my team we're not putting the kid in. They waited till I went on leave. But <laughs> then put, put him in. He was arrested for sexually assaulting the neighbor's German Shepherd and getting Jesus caught.
6: Christ. Oh. <laughs> Come on.
0: <man. laughs> and and his excuse was, uh, I was drunk. I was just humping it. I didn't really do anything. And we're like, I'm like, no, we're not putting this guy in the Marine Corps. Do you want that the guy? In that in
6: combat? It, Jesus.
2: You know, and they wonder why they have like 20,000 sexual misconduct
0: cases right. a year. Right. <laughs> I mean, so,
4: so on that note that you were talking about, Sean, and this might be, but the note everyone's got drinks, but not to go mountain. on that. To, no, so, so to not go on that, uh, that kind of deeper emotional, you guys obviously put a shit ton of people in the Marine Corps. Right. Obviously you guys have put, has there been anyone that you remember? I mean, that did, that did, did deploy. I mean, obviously most of you guys, Master Guns apparently has been around for forever, but I mean, it's post nine eleven. it's have you guys known anyone that has not come back from that stuff? It, does that have an effect on you guys? I mean, it's obviously I was in, I, I went twice. I've, I've got my, I've got my experiences, but I mean, that that's gotta be something for you guys to know that you put someone in and then just, like, how's
7: that, how's that mentality? Well, the, the worst is, so, like, there was a kid out of Utica, and uh, his name was Geary, and weight, and to get him to ship, I had to have Lance Corporal Shesniak, who's one of the fucking most awesome Marines I've ever met, um, I had to have him PT the dog shit out of that kid, like, green death, rubber suit, the whole nine, to get him down to weight so that he can ship. And we fucking made it. We got that kid down to weight, and he ended up fucking getting killed. He was an infantryman, and yeah, see, that's, yeah. one of many. You know what I mean? And I thought, like, for all the the effort we put into getting him to be a shipper, had we failed at that, and he was overweight, he'd be alive today. See, you know and
4: that's that's such a crazy. What do, that's what do you so do? yeah, what see, and that and that's that's kind of the mentality. So. A little of me too. So after I got out of June, after I got on my deployments and stuff like that, um, I went to INI duty for three years. So a big part of I duty, uh, because obviously the recruiters are recruiting is I think over the span of three years, I did 300 plus funerals. I mean, and, and it's just one of those things like you see it and you do remember that type of stuff. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's yeah. And then Ken, yeah. Anyone regret, anyone you regret putting into the Marine Corps. I, I got a Matt. Like I know you guys got to hit numbers and stuff, but there's got to be some shitbirds that you guys were like, "Oh,
7: one.
5: Just, just, all just, just, just all good kids,
2: just
7: all good kids." Like, like when just, it's just feature, all <laughs> <are laughs> <olders. laughs>
2: Thank you.
5: I got oh, a bro. great kid. I, I, no. I can't say I don't, I don't have any kind of regret putting in no. the. Uh, it's funny because when you talk about police. Um, when I was a street walking recruiter, of course, area, the price walker. was still in sandals yeah. at that time. But when I was a street walking recruiter, the uh, and I was up in Augsburg. There's this one kid. I have a bunch. Like I have kids. When I was in every RSS I was at, I have kids that I remember. And I still and a lot of those Marines called them kids, but now they're Marines. A lot of them still 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 do stay in touch. I mean, I've got I've got I've got um, Marines who stay in touch with me that I put in the Marine Corps in eighty uh 89 88 89 I was I, um, I was three so just shit
3: when right, I hit the recruiter <laughs> yeah um,
5: so you got to figure I started recruiting in, in 88 right I came on recruiting duty in 1988 and the uh um and I went back to the fleet for a year and then I came back to recruiting but but this one kid Larry Dibble and, and some of you may know him. So, that, John, so that's my last you. name, Master Guns.
4: Master Guns, from. Right? Right?
5: So Larry Dibble was a kid out of, he was, a, he was a kid out of, uh, um, he was, I put him in, a, up. he was in, um, when I was in Ogdensburg, his town wasn't Colton. It was the next one down. I can't remember it right off the top of my head. But um, Larry is one of those kids that was just a go-getter. He was, he was a small town kid who had way too much energy. And if he'd stayed in, in if he'd stayed at home, he'd end up in jail. And so I sat with him and, and when I first interviewed him, he laid out this, he laid out all of his vision and his plan and what he wanted to do. He's, he's one of the few kids that when we sat and we did the interview and we no shit talked about, you know, four plus years and he wanted, you know, he wanted to be an officer. He wanted to get into certain fields. He wanted to get you know, we laid it all out and he's, he's one he's one of the, the, the few kids that actually did it. He did everything that we talked about that day, and he's a retired lieutenant colonel today. Oh wow! See, I was just gonna you say, guys know cool um, as shit. you guys you guys know Dan Colvin over Momentum. He was he uh, was a RSC, he was a RS Exo uh, in Buffalo. We, Mike, when we went to uh, the the where do we go the, the bones well the barbecue place over in Troy, when we all met Dan. Dan was there. The, yeah. so, the, so Dan is is uh. Dibble's best friend. They're both Mustangs yeah, both must for barbecue. Yeah. yeah that, that's, so, that's cool so shit. I recruited, I, mean, I, have a Lieutenant, are... I have a retired Lieutenant Colonel. I have, a, I have another, I have a, another kid who retired as um, I have a bunch of them that retired as master gunnies or sergeant majors, but I have another one who made it to the rank of uh major um, that, that I, that I put in it just, they, you know, they, they Mustang'd over and, and did it, you know, awesome. what's, what's, what's hard for me is to realize it's been 14 years since I retired. Right. And like I go, like I said, I go to beaches, uh, you know, retirement thing and there's Baker as the contact team chief. I'm like, what the fuck? What, where, where have I been? Well, you've been, I've been retired for 14 years. So if you think about 14 years in your, in your, in, in Marine Corps years, that's forever. It's
0: three quarters right? of a career.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's almost <laughs> a full It's almost a full career since I've retired. It's been like that though. You know, and all you guys grew up and look at Molly sporting the gray and all that shit. Look at that. Yeah. Hey, if I, That's can so add cool. I mean, story. you guys,
4: you got you guys have kids that you recruited that are probably getting ready to retire. If not, I mean, other than Matt's a good, sure. they're getting ready to retire, that have retired. That I mean, you because you recruited them, because you went through that whole process, this kid has a career, and I'll say kid too, but this kid has a career. Now is set up. I mean, the the shit the master guns was just saying, that they're set up for life. I mean, the shit that they have been through because of you guys is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah.
0: Well, we were the last yeah. phone call anybody ever wanted. Dan, Dan will tell you that. You know, no What's one. I was gonna say you you would agree with that. I think no one wanted us to call their home. You know, and I I don't know how you guys did it in the after I left. You know, we still. You know, we were just getting into the Facebook messaging as I was leaving. We were just starting to do those kind of things. But you still could call a kid's house and get someone on the phone or or those things. There wasn't no – I didn't have to figure out that the, the number on the list was actually the kid's self parent's cell phone, and I was never going to get a hold of that kid that way. I, I don't know how you guys did it, but, you know, shifting to that, I mean – and we, we joke around about these things. So fruit stands were important, you know, when we all started this, you know, setting up a table in a school, that was important. Anything, anything that, you know, really more so for Dan and for Terrell, as you guys were transitioning out, that you saw from a technology standpoint that you started to see in recruiting that you even can take forward into whatever you're doing today?
3: I would say, well, let me start by saying, the technology that the Marine Corps is using right now, they, it ain't being utilized the right way, bottom line. Um, so that's why a lot of recruiters don't buy into it. And then some that use it, you can't capture the analytics behind it. So therefore you can't analyze it. So you can't train to it. Um, but for me, the one thing that will always be the same that we can always use is our words, you know, communicate. And I would say, you know, communicate when parents now, more than yesterday, any other, any other day is more important. If you can convey a parent, then you'll get the kid. And I've told a couple of recruiters uh, lately, and staff and so I out here in the Columbia area, capture the parent's heart. You know, focus on that right now, because unless if you don't do that, you're not going to capture that kid's heart. You're not going to have an opportunity to capture the kid's heart. You know, so I, I told him, just shift your focus. You know, it sounds crazy, but, you know, they're spinning their wheels trying to get in touch with this kid, and the parents are, you know, giving them the Heisman. But, you know, that, that's my take on it. So,
0: How about you, Dan? You know,
2: I, I. It's funny we talk about technology. I, I just don't think we were using technology at all. Um, it's, it's scary. I mean, they didn't want to embrace new ideas. I mean, even when they came out with this social media package, it was very generic. You know, when they came out with it, and I'm like, I, I just never understood why we weren't using landing pages. And if we're going to put imagery out there, why aren't we using captions like a hook, story, close type thing to to grab the the audience, tell a good story, and and and. Do a bridge and call to an action and and get their attention. We weren't doing any of that, and even when we came up with it, um, they didn't want to. They didn't want to buy on it at all. I mean, I had certain stations that would do the landing pages and they would do a method like this, and it and it worked. They got people, you know, hundred eighty thousand dollars for college. Click here to see if you qualify. We got we got so many leads from it, yeah. but the Marine Corps would not pay for it. It wasn't enough data for them to say oh I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do this even though the contacts were you know off the chart they it still wasn't enough they're like no we can push that marine a little bit harder or a lot harder and uh a lot of them they really had to result to the schools you know i still believe in the schools i mean that, that's where the the fish are and they really had to get creative like we, we all did years ago a lot of us stood at so many freaking games and events, I mean, you just have to be creative about what's going on. One thing I saw that uh, I liked, I was at a – my wife and I did 75 hard. I don't know if you guys know this. It's uh, not hard for 75 days, but it's, uh, it's a workout program. And you, you do like two workouts a day. You got to read 10 pages. You drink a gallon of water. It was a good program. No alcohol. And that's the tough one.
0: That's a, that but at the, at, the huh? end of
2: it, at the end of it, we did a 5K over at uh, Single Cup Brewery. Okay. And they had beer, but one of the raffles was a four pack of a beer. You just had to submit your name. And it was like some financial company. But again, we, we started doing like little things like that again, just to try to, to create contact. So I took that idea. And like a lot of them are doing it at their EAC events. Cause I'm like that shirt thing got old after a while. That keychain just wasn't enough. What, what if we put something else in the pot to draw their attention? And we're just constantly trying to find different ideas. And we and talked about like, it earlier, Master Gun said, yeah. you know, when we're talking about the grinding and everything that, you know, we're all cut from the same cloth. <clears throat> One thing that we would all do is if we didn't figure it out, we'd call each other. We're always calling people to find out, okay, what are you doing? If you're, you're winning right now, what are you doing to make it happen? Because I want to know about that. I want to learn. So that's the big thing that this generation doesn't do that well.
0: Bill would. Call I feel you, like that's you know, a missed
4: opportunity. I mean, like, so look at, so my back, what I'm doing right now is digital media and marketing. Like I I do marketing, graphic design, all that good stuff. And I feel like you guys probably, did you guys have like yearly training that you had to do? Like what from the recruiter aspect? Like, no, but I feel like that. So ComCam, like Combat Camera sends a group of Marines, like eight or nine Marines to Syracuse for a year to go and do their entire like broadcast package. They're all that stuff. I feel like that's such a missed opportunity for, I mean, I get you guys are slammed and shit, but just to at least learn a little bit of the marketing aspect from the social media and whatnot. So, I mean,
2: it's I'm glad you just said that because I yes. think when the Marine Corps downsized and got rid of their middle management, yeah, recruiting got easier for a couple of years. When that happened, the traditional practices that we, we did on recruiting, like the high schools, yep. um, went away. I think sales went away for so long. We we had a gap in, in sales loss for a while. Where it's hard for these guys to actually get it back when we introduced MC3
0: and everything else, it's it's tough. Well, Master Guns and I have talked about this, before. <clears throat> guys. Recruiters today also have the, the str- I hate to say the struggle. You don't understand my struggles, but <laughs> but it's a different animal from when you know no nobody is getting doing a, a last minute running kids two and a half hours up the road to get them same day processed on the 29th I remember talking to, to guys that being like yeah we just relieved an n2ic oh yeah what happened oh he didn't have mission ready on the first uh to drop what do you mean he didn't have mission ready on the first to drop and you relieved him oh yeah he had he he should have had that <coughs> that's a little what like like, those kind of things. we never would have experienced that.
1: They've tied yeah. all their hands, though. They are tying their hands when we left. Could you imagine the stipulations that they put on all these recruiters now if we all had them? You we do understand none of us
0: except for Terrell would have got in the rink, or He's the cleanest one of all of us.
1: No, no. All of us would have been in prison. So it's,
0: it's not a fun time the- to be a recruiter. It, it's Shawshank.
2: Yeah. See, you know, that is, that terrifies me. I
4: mean, if you guys don't hit those numbers, like –
1: I mean, it's good luck on speed like that. It started when you start putting black boxes in gubs. When you, all you're doing is you're taking a trust from Marines. When you tell the Marines, "I don't trust you," I'm putting a black box in.
0: I used to drive that bitch at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, I was take. I was on two yellow jackets and a and uh, like a whatever one oh, was all yellow
6: jackets
4: it was
0: no. taking a kid same day up the Pennsylvania Turnpike. My stomach turned. I was doing a hundred miles an hour. I pulled over to the side of the road, threw up at the back of the Gov, got back in, and got that kid up the road to Meps one time. <laughs> those black boxes were necessary. We were we were doing some some silly ass shit. You know what, I,
4: I, I, like, I licked I licked the side of my fucking car because of a yellow jacket that I wanted to eat. Didn't have water and it just disintegrated on my tongue. And I'm like, this is terrible. Just start. Yeah, uh, it was those bad.
1: Those When you start putting all those. Restraints on recruiters, though, that's when you start to see struggles.
6: Yeah,
0: well, that started in what would you guys say? That was probably 07, 06, 08. 07. You know, we we got the tattoo policy <clears throat> can't be bigger than their hand. Um, you know, and then they
3: start using the, the little shot spotters.
0: There you go, above you know, the
7: elbow, two inches, yeah. the knee, yeah. like just fucking stupid, stupid shit.
0: You know, all all those things. You know. But, but you couldn't put that kid in, but I put a kid in that had a Grand Theft Auto and made him motor T.
7: Right, he could have a pink fluffy bunny, but if it was on his knee or on his elbow, got you know, my first experience recruiting was, I remember walking up to the headquarters and there was these old fucking crusty gunnies up there. And this one dude had you smoking a cigarette and he had a spider web tattoo on his elbow, like a fucking inmate. You know what I mean? And I remember thinking as a young Marine, like, these guys are badass, and I would if I had to be in a fucking in a fight in a war somewhere. I would, those would be the guys that I want to be with. You know what I mean? Like they were hardcore. Yeah. Now we went to this. Well, all Marines should be gentlemen. Shit. like that was the officer side of the house, not the enlisted side of the house. The enlisted guys were the ones who fucking cursed and fought and friggin' dipped and did you know what I mean? Like but that's what uh, it was, right? If someone thought of
4: a Marine, you thought tattoos, just straight degenerate tattoos, but get the fu- get
7: get the job done. I mean well I, I very well struggle to assimilate in the civilian life because I am like red from Shawshank Redemption. Like you said, like I have been indoctrinated hanging out with Marines like you remember Schmelz, right? No. That I can you know tell that you. Name Dan j- I just smiling. had
2: coffee with Bashat today, Mike. Bashat. Roy and we were talking about Schmelz, so please continue. Schmelz
7: fucking. <laughs> he gets a dog from a rescue, right? He wants the meanest, most vicious dog he can get
0: from a rescue.
7: A fucking pit bull that had been a fighting pit bull. And the ears are trimmed, and it's got like one brown and one blue eye, and the thing is just mean as cat shit. And he has the thing for like two days and he can't bring anybody over his house because whenever he tries to bring a friend over, that fucking dog wants to bite their face off. So he calls the lady from the rescue back up and he had gotten this dog from like fucking, I don't know. It was like Buffalo or some shit. Like it was out west. And he's like, hey, lady, you need to come pick this dog up. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have any returns. He's like, lady, you don't pick this dog up. I'll kill two dogs. She's like, I'm on (laughs) my This
2: guy was, he was good. He was
7: really good. I went in, I think I was the, I was the fucking ARI or something. I walked in and he was getting an SRI done by the district. And um, I was tasked with going in and pre-inspecting his system. So I pull out a lot. I'm like, let me look through this Marines fucking volume one. He, I opened the volume, like the binders there. It says volume one on the spine. I open it up. It's Star Wars memorabilia. I'm like, I'm the volume one. Goes, oh, that shit. He oh. threw away the volume one and replaced it. He three punched Star Wars memorabilia and put it in the volume one. And then when Major Chasani came in, he goes, Hey sir, check this out. He opens up the fridge and it's filled with beer. This is in the fucking heart. It's just on, he's like Schmelz. What the fuck are you do it? Like,
0: but who was the female are... admin that we had? What was her name?
7: Uh, Folan.
0: follen I hadn't been. So, <laughs> oh, you thought Follin? the big fridge we had in the back? Yes. You might. <laughs> That's you bad that he already been, knows. You might have been, been back here. I was the ARI. Mike is the RI. Uh poor friggin' uh, Brent Ryder. Still tall to him. He's a state trooper now. Uh Brent is, is sitting there as the opso I was Ful- yeah you were the You. Fallen walks out of the admin office at like 4.15 4.30 walks out of the off- admin office walks right past the captain opens that refrigerator pulls a beer out pops the top and stands right into ops and starts drinking it right in the middle of ops he was he I saw him later he goes Cause him and I checked in the same day. He's like, Gunny, where the fuck are we at? What is this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, you, you our be is master blaster because he's just a mongo uh, monster. Our sergeant major eats 12 dozen donuts and puts on zero pounds and doesn't know how to <laughs> doesn't know anyone's name, knows zero names. Do you oh did stocks? You ever, I couldn't stand that motherfucker. Too. Oh, I love stocks. Dude, I stood in the office one day. Me and Brent were sitting there. Uh, the guys from RPI had come down, and it was like a colonel and, and, and some captain. I don't know who they were. And they're talking to, to him, and he's telling them, like, oh, I was in that same unit. Do you remember that real tall, skinny, dorky-looking Marine, real lanky, wore glasses, had a scar across his face, looked like a big asshole on his forehead? And he would describe people like this. And he's doing this. And the whole time the colonel's going, um, Sergeant Major, I'm I'm not, I don't, I don't remember that. Gets done and walks away. And I looked at him, I said, Sergeant Major, can you write some names down? You didn't say a single name. <laughs> Shut up, Murphy, you're lying. Brent had a had a pipe up and go, Sergeant Major, you didn't say a single name in that entire conversation and vulgarly describe people to a colonel <laughs> in the rainboard. And he was, he knew nothing. <laughs> He was, that dude He did no wrong. He did no wrong. So, but I want to know this. So all of us being out, and we can actually probably go backwards on this one. I'm curious. Anything that you guys wish you would have knew? I know you're happy. Some of you are happier being out. You know, it's it's a fresher thing. (laughs) But anything that you wish you would have knew before you got out that you could have done or you would have prepared for in a different way?
3: I'll hit that one, because I've been saying it since uh, since March of this year, um, since I started filling out job locations and everything. You know, we're 8412s with career recruiters, and we're over on the human resources side of the house. You know, let's call it what it is. Uh, talent management, talent acquisition, things of that nature. I wish the Marine Corps had set us up to get the appropriate certifications to make ourselves more marketable. That's what I wish had happened, because as we walked in, like – degrees aside you know bachelor's master's doctorate that's up to us because we got tuition assistance but for us to have the opportunity to go out there and get a SHRM, a SPHR, and things of that nature that's where the marine corps could really capitalize and actually start retaining people as well um, because had i had that option i probably would have stayed in for a little bit longer just to get my sherm because somebody would have forced me to get it and then here the marine corps has another year or two and then i would have got out and did my thing but I still would have became a little bit more marketable. So just those certifications itself as to what we do.
5: Bill obviously didn't like the question. Yeah, he ran yeah.
6: it <laughs>
0: <laughs> But you know what? Yeah, that that whole Sherm piece uh, in our world is the difference between walking into a company and asking to be part of their HR and getting paid and them going, well, you didn't really do RHR," HR. Yep. And then saying here's 40000 45000 to learn it. Or having that sherm, and that's a sixty seventy thousand dollars to start.
4: Yeah. So I'll play yep. the I'll play the devil's advocate for viewers, cause, just just because I don't know What's sherm.
0: Uh, sherm is professional something professional HR. It's
4: yes, sure.
3: yes. so like
0: an HR certification. Yeah, PHR. Professional Human Resources and.
3: And then you got your senior human resource management. That's
0: it. Senior nice. human I resource like management. Well, so I I'm just was trying cooking. to
1: play that. I, I have no fucking clue. No
3: thought no it was i was mushrooms. that I do. So. All good. thought
0: yeah. it was psilocybin. <laughs> Master Guns thought it was psilocybin.
1: All of the certificates that man has, I'm sure he
0: don't have it. Yeah. How about uh, anybody else? How about you, Master Guns?
5: Yeah, so for me, my last uh... – I don't know. My last few years, I was already planning my business. I was already planning my my first training and consulting business that I opened up. Um, looking back, what I would have done is I would have not only planned it, I would have had I would have had it stood up and 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 operating. I would have I would have leveraged a lot of the relationships that I had when I was on the national team and in the in the district. I would have leveraged uh, you know I would have leveraged a lot of the networks. I took for granted my networks. Um, I would have leveraged those um, before I got out to set up the business, if you will, rather than just have the business. I mean, I had it all planned out. I said, okay. And then then I got out and I took a job with merits at first because they, because although it was the same line of work, they didn't hire me as my business. They just hired me as a, as a consultant, but it was the same thing, but it was a one year project and it was great for, it was great for uh, experience because we were working with Disney. We were working with a, you know, international franchise and it was, it was really good. But had I had already been set up, that would have just been, that wouldn't have been my only gig that I would have had. I would have, I would have gotten the ball rolling because in 2008, that's when that big, what the hell they call the recession. That's when the big, the bottom fell out of the, out of the uh, awesome real market. estate. Yeah. Awesome level.
4: yeah. yeah
5: they said it was absolutely the worst time in the world to start a business. I'm like, Oh, go figure. I'm my name's Gagnon, Here I am. Duh. What's one <laughs> right into that wall. Um, if I had done that, then a lot of the lessons that I learned in the first five or six years of my of my business in the civilian world, I would have learned much quicker, and, and 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 I'd be I'd have the other two or three businesses that I'm currently now trying to build already up and running.
0: You know, OnlyFans doesn't count as a business, right? I mean, you can <laughs> all OnlyFans is not a business like that. I mean, <laughs> if all, I had all the, the fans.
7: body for OnlyFans, I'd fucking have a page. I'll tell oh. you that.
0: No. <laughs> How about you though, Mike? You're you 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 have been out for, for a minute. You got out in what 16? 15. 15. I knew you were after me. So how about you? Anything that you wish you would have you would have known beforehand?
7: The the only regret I have, and it was more timing thing, is that my second son was born right as the, the GI the new GI Bill came out, and I put my other son on, like I switched over to that new GI Bill but I didn't have a social security number. It was more just a logistical thing with timing when I, when I retired. Um, so when it comes time to now, you know, getting him the money for the, that uh, new GI bill, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I don't he know. if born after you got out.
0: He was born after you got out. He was born six
7: months before I got out.
0: Okay. You're good then. So I've actually fought with um, the VA about this. If you have a child that's born after you, you retire. Like my youngest that's five. Yeah. After I retire, he does not rate any of my 9-11 at all. Right. So the, the VA says, Oh no, you can't do that. Even my wife, because <clears throat> we got married after I, I got out, rates none of my 9-11. Two of my sons do. But yeah, that's been a big argument that I've had with uh right. congressmen and senators. Like, you're letting them do this. If you got a guy who did 20 years and just never had a kids dedicated his time to his service and gets out they're screwed in that, in that sense.
7: Yeah. Right. I mean, the total is the total. What does it matter if I spread it between three kids, two kids, one kid, fucking, I don't it's know. Money. That's, that's really the only. Yeah. Uh, look, I have my regrets out of, out of every one of you. I'm probably the most bitter. Um, None. You would not know that I'm a Marine unless I tell you, and that's, that's a horrible thing to say on the Marine Corps birthday. And that's anathema. To most Marines, like I don't, I've never put a what? Marine Corps sticker on my truck. I'm not a hat. That, that was a twenty-dollar <laughs> word
2: right there. Can it's you put a subtitle part. if you're going to say big <laughs> words?
7: Yeah. This
5: the is the fuck fuck fuck? War,
7: yeah. That's, a
5: $5 fine. that's a five-dollar fine because <laughs> you didn't use that with a dictionary. They just
7: that in these little things called books, you fucking bums. Maybe if you read <laughs> the newspaper instead of use the same lines, man.
5: Still use the same
7: Look, but I wouldn't undo anything. I have my, I have.
0: I didn't say regrets. I said just something you wish you knew.
7: Yeah, it's, it's, no, I, I really, uh, I'm glad with the way everything progressed. You know what I mean? Like we all paid our dues to get where we are today. And, and that price may be a little bit different for each of us based on our circumstances. But, but no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm content with the way it all panned out.
0: Bill, are you are you there? Are you change, I don't. Know, are you pooping? No, I'm,
7: I'm here. I'm here.
0: So, so how about for you? Uh, you Why sound you like you're driving. He sounds like you're driving. So, do you have anything you wish you would have known before you got out of whichever branch of service it was? No,
6: no. <laughs> wow. That was a good one.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I would think I'd have to probably go off of what or else. I was That's probably one of the things that annoys me the most is not knowing the certifications that I would have needed to get into certain things. Like, one of the big things, like everybody knows, I coach high school sports. I would love to be in the high schools teaching. And I feel like if we could have gotten, you know, some of those certifications, I think it would have been better. You know, Florida, I don't know if you guys pay attention, but Florida, if you were in the military now and you got out, you – don't have to have the college degree. You automatically yeah. Troops of teachers, yeah. That's the Teachers, up to I, kept, it. I
4: just yeah. looked at it too. I mean, I'm not in Florida, but I was just looking at it too because that's yeah. substitute teach
1: and I was looking at a certification. Yeah. So I, I would say that's probably a big one. Um, regrets? I don't. I don't have any regrets. No, uh, no regrets. You know, I and you're right. I'll. I'll you know, that's the one thing is I, I did leave the Marine Corps and I went over a quick minute, and then I w- ended up. Uh, in the Army Guard, and I'll tell you what I, I liked it over there. The Guys over there were good, um, good command, good people. A lot of them left the Marine Corps and went over there if they got out and they wanted to do something still. So I don't regret anything, um, you know. But I I miss it. I think Master Gunn said it best when he came on earlier, and he said, you know, it's it's not the job that you miss, it's it's the Marines.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. How about how about you, Dan? You're the you're the the freshest out.
2: Uh, honestly, I I really have no regrets. I mean,
0: not regrets. We, we I never not t- say we, regret. Mike, I'm going to stab you in gonna, the I'm going to tell forehead. the story. <laughs> I'm going
2: to tell the story. We uh we, we could talk about how we're going to miss the Marine Corps and everything and we'll always be part of the Marine Corps. I'm not going to miss recruiting. I am just not. I I came on um I read a book years ago. It was a year after I joined the Marine Corps. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And when I read that book, I'm telling you guys, I I dedicated my life to learning life skills. I just never realized in recruiting how many different skills i would learned along the way. Yeah. You know, you learn sales, you learn management. I talked about this in my retirement, you know, that uh, I got so many great things out of this qualities that I built a business (laughs) on. I mean, I got out of the rat race before I retired, you know, through real estate. And it was a lot of different things that I learned in recruiting. I talked to master guns about this. You know, over the years, you know, because he does the same thing, but it's. Uh, I got. I'm, I'm very blessed with what I got. Come on uh, that I'm. I'm just like it is what it is at this point. I mean, <laughs> it's like, fucking
4: Mike. <laughs> so. Lights are going out. I don't. I don't know what the. hell's going. It,
2: it is. It is what it is. But uh, I'll end of this. Uh, I, I will. I will say this in the end. Um, two things. One thing I said in my retirement was because uh, my wife put on the invitation. She's like, "Oh, you know, the legends retired," and I specifically said, "I lived. I'm not a legend. I have lived in a legacy."
7: Oh, I you know, think you said I'm not even. a lesbian.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you talk about you talk, like,
7: what the fuck?
5: You, you what is about, going on?
2: Man, I'm on a drug. It's and called and Charlie
5: Sheen.
7: own affair.
2: You talk How about was- like what what we've learned and all the mentors over the years. I mean god you just take all this knowledge and you freaking you move it forward you know and you adapt you, you get stronger because after retirement be it's not the end that's why i don't miss it i'm looking forward to the next uh, level to be honest with you and see if i'm gonna end it with this i'm gonna end it with this because i don't want to forget it master gunny Gagnon. um we lost a good 12 this past year uh, master gunny tome he was oh, uh, he was 30 years in the marine corps
5: yeah i know John.
2: <laughs> Vasconi Tome was his CRC instructor, correct? What's that? You were a CRC instructor, correct? Yes. Or were you, Yeah.
5: Yeah, I put him that, through that's CRC. That's how far
2: back. Yeah, that's how far back this legacy goes. And this, yeah. this is a good dude. I mean, he was at my house last
5: year having dinner, and he, unfortunately – He was up, up. – he was on the West Coast, wasn't he? He was. Was he and like, he San Francisco came, or San Fernando, someplace like, like that, when he went through CRC?
2: Yes, and then he came here. He uh, went to Pittsburgh as an R.I., and then he became yep. the contact team chief.
5: Yeah, I, I remember. Great, great I re- yep. Yep. I remember putting him, I saw that. I saw that we, that we lost him in, in the, uh, um, I remembered he, I don't remember what CRC group he was in, but I remember putting him, I remember when he came through. Yeah. He could have said any number. I wouldn't have remembered, but he yeah.
2: always praised you.
0: Yes, yeah, Tom totally a strong, good man.
2: Show. Mentor.
0: Well, you, you just brought up a good point, And I think that's something that makes our MOS unique to the Marine Corps is we are so small. It is the only MOS I know of that you have to be selected by other members of the MOS to get the MOS. I don't know of any other one that's like that. I think the closest would be maybe if you're at HMX one and you're, you're standing, you know, at the helicopter, you know, you're part of the crew chiefs. They select those crew chiefs, select the replacement crew chief that's going to do HMX one. But I don't know any other MOS in the Marine Corps that you can say, I went and I did the job and I have to convince other parts of the 8412 Mafia that I'm okay, that you can bring me on. I'm, I'm, I'm acceptable in this. I mean, that's a very different aspect to the Marine Corps. And it's also, you know, we used to all say officers were renters. We were owners. That was our property. We lived there. They never moved us for the longest time till, uh, what's her name became CG down in, uh, Lori Reynolds. Lori Reynolds thought it was a great idea. I'm gonna move my twelves around because they need to be spread and then realize that dudes would go other places and just Mike's fold. a big fan. Mike, you're a big fan of her, right? Well, they're they, <laughs> they a dinosaur,
7: she'd be a lick a lot.
0: Them, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um <clears throat> well, I just saw her on LinkedIn. She's like a bank VP or something like that now. She's she popped up, but but you know that we had these changes, but I mean, honestly, in you know, we all, you know, we're by the time this is all over with, you're gonna need uh, a rag to clean yourself up, Air Master Guns. But I mean, every single one of us at some point in time, whether it's the fact that when we went to recruiter school, when I went, you were there. You rewrote that book because I was there in oh one. So you rewrote the book that I, I went through. You and uh Master Guns uh God, what was his uh they brought he left and they brought him back. Um
3: dude from uh, Jersey.
0: No, he was out there in California. He had retired and then 9 11, uh, uh, Master Guns McMillan, McMillan, McMillan
5: Mac, Mac. Yeah.
0: He, he had left and then they brought him back. Like, they the Marine Corps asked him to, to come back on recruit, like, please come back in the Marine Corps and we'll, we'll bring you back. And he yeah. was retired. You know, we had, you know, you, you nailed it, Dan. We had legends, we had people that, you know, it's hard to explain to folks the people we ran with, Bill Kelly. None of you guys, but me, knows who Bill Kelly is. Master Gunswood. I can remember being on the phone, thinking I was king shit at Turd Island with six con- with five contracts in. Bill Kelly calling me up and going, "Hey, Marine, what are you doing right now?" "I'm doing good, Master Sergeant. I got getting ready for next month." "What do you mean, Marine? Let's get ready for next month, write some more contracts." "Motherfucker, do you know who you're talking to?" "Yeah, yeah, it's Master Sergeant Kelly." "Do you know how many contracts the to- to- we need for mission?" "No, I have no idea. Why?" "I know what I got. I got five. And he, he was like – and he just ripped me one end to the other. I called my NCIC up, and I was, I was a sergeant. I was like, Gunny, I, I think I screwed up, and this is what I did. He's like, don't worry about it. I got it. And he just – the guy covered for me was like, hey, he doesn't understand. But master Ed Kelly knew what the deal was. I just wasn't supposed to tell it to him. For me, I <laughs> thought I was like – I was like happy. I was like, fuck, yeah, man, I'm great. This is – I'm doing good. So, Master Guns, I I know from all of us, and we'll all could say it. I thank you. I wouldn't have got back on recruiting duty the second time if it wasn't for you. When I, I, you know, I reached out to you and said, "Hey, I want to come back." So, I I thank you for that, and and really creating our MOS to what it is today was your effort. So, we we all appreciate you for that.
5: Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that is, whoa, Bill, you feeling better? That wasn't (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> the uh 8412 is generational right like you all are a generation and you left your mark on the next generation there's going to be people that you guys touched in that same way just like i have my legends right when i look back when at, when i was a young uh, i came on recruiting duty as a sergeant right and i and i can remember when i was a young sergeant the guys that uh, the guys that were the RIs and the and staff NCICs at the time, brand new 12s, because it was a fairly new program then. They they their stories of recruiting was before before the volume one. Right. I mean, you got guys like the Breyer brothers. You got guys like uh, what was the master? Steika, right? Mikey Steika. Mikey Steika. We, we, well, we referenced Mike last year. He was the RI in Buffalo for years and years and years. I learned from, you know, and and, and Bob, Bobby Breyer, right? Ronnie was the younger one, but Bobby, uh, <coughs> you, got, you, you, you had Dolby, Master Gunny Dolby, Don that. Dolby, um, who uh, he, he used to run with, uh, with the Cipro, Master Gunny Cipro from Mountain remember Ball. Him. So all of those guys, they were like the legends. And, of course, then you had Elwell and Giuliano, who were like that generation in between, right? Um but but you know I can remember guys like Bobby Breyer and I'm sitting there I'm a brand new I'm a brand new uh, I wasn't even 8412 yet I was an RI I was actually an RI before I was a 12 I went to RIC before I went to 84 before I went to uh, CRC they didn't call it CRC then they called it 8412 school um, and I can remember sitting in an all hands and and Colonel Blyce was rattling off and Bobby Breyer stood up who was he was a you know, he was a force to be reckoned with. He's a big guy. He's from Boston, right? And he had that accent. And I can remember Colonel Blyce talking about um, 84-12s, lack of leadership, and you can't get your Marines to work. You can't get your Marines to have discipline. You can't get your Marines to do this and do that. Bobby stood right up, Master Gunny. And again, this is like my 1st 8412 conference. Master Gunny Breyer stood right up and said, I'm going to tell you something, sir, about those Marines you're sending us. And he said, listen, he goes, I can lead a horse to water," he said. "I can take him to the watering hole, and I can take his head, and I can shove it down into the water, and I can I can stuff his head in the water so he has plenty of it. But I'll be damned if I'm going to put my lips on his ass and suck it so he could so he'll do his job. <laughs> I mean, and that man stood up and said that to a full bird colonel with absolutely no reservation, with no with no filter. You know what I mean? There was no politics in the room back then. Those guys, it was just all business, and they were truly a mafia right? But they got the job done. And so there's a lot of guys that I learned from. And then I learned a lot of, that many of those guys didn't believe in, 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 the, in the systematic recruiting. Because they came when they were recruiters, there was no such critter. And the systematic recruiting to them slowed them down, right? Elwell was like this. Elwell hated the system. Elwell couldn't spell, you know, system. If, you, if I know because as an RI, I inspected his RSS one time, right? However, the man was brilliant at not only getting the job done, but, in, but impacting and leading his Marines to do it. You know what I mean? Um, my generation, the, 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 the guys that, that started right about when I did that we were 12s together, we respected the vi- we respected the system because it was so it was so hot when it was it was a hot topic, right? When we were when we were young, 84 uh, 11s coming up, it was a hot topic. You got to learn the system, got to learn the system, got to learn well, then I learned the system and I learned it was nothing more than a business system inside of recruiting. And if you used it and you mastered it, you could can make anybody successful. But it's but my point is that when you look at when you look at recruiting, and I think Dan, you remember. I don't know if you remember the time I was the keynote speaker at the ball, right? Yeah. And I talked about people that I knew, people in the room, and I made connections as to even though I wasn't their recruiter or whatever. Even the major in the room, I had a connection to the recruiter, and I talked about how we all are going to leave our mark. Right. And every single one of you left your mark. Of course, Molly got tired. He, he also you do that in my classes, too. Just fucking duck out because he got tired of listening to me. Right. But, <laughs> but every single one of you um, have, have a legacy as well. Right. It's like Dan said, it's, it's not a, we're not legends. We're in a legacy, but we're a generational business. Right. And so if you happen to come across me when I was in, in my stride and in where the, the positions I was playing at the time, then then you got a different experience from me, right? Um, just like just like guys that you, you know, you've got guys that work for you as recruiters, you've got guys that you recruiters with, and you've got guys that you got that that you the NCYCs, the young 12s that know you as old salts, right? Um, and that's what it is, right? Such as regiments hand down forever. And it's it, it's very, very obvious in, the, in in the recruiting field, very, very obvious in the 8412 field.
4: Well, I feel like that's me. I feel like I'm a pro. I mean, I have never met a single one of you other than Merv. And like, as soon as I nailed, like, oh yeah, no, I I did this. Like I did that. Like it's such a, like, oh yeah, I know all you guys. Like, oh yeah, no, I know. I know, friend. Like it's, it's crazy to me that just in the impact that you have, Master Guard's like never meeting you, but you had such an impact on, and it's one of those, like, you just kind of start looking at it tenfold, that you had such an impact on my recruiter, which then had an impact on me, which then had, like, it's just, yeah. That's
5: awesome. He came back. See, see, as soon as I stopped talking, he showed back up. That's (laughs) because you you have to. (laughs) Oh, Matt County's talking. I'm gonna go to the head. (laughs) I'll come back. He'll still be talking. That's what he figured, right?
0: Oh, that's great. (laughs) Well, look, Jess, we got to put a bow on this. I know. And stick around afterwards. We'll talk for a minute. I, I hope we do this every year. We continue to do this every year. And we, I'll say the same thing we all lie to each other and say we're gonna do. We all got to get together and, and hang out. Terrell moved, so fuck you, Terrell. Uh, Jimmy, oh, you
3: let me know. I'll be right back up.
0: D- 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 What's that? I, hey, I'll I'll, a-
4: I'm
2: going I'm I'm to say for the record, I'm pretty good about getting together with people.
0: I'm just going to say. I'll
4: look for any reason to go back there. Those are my old stomping grounds. I'm good.
0: Master Guns and I do, do lunch about what, – what are we at? Lunch or breakfast about once every three months, four months now? Yeah, about once a quarter. You know, we, I got yeah. to
4: rack Master Guns brains about consulting and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, look, well, we're going to get into that. So uh, we're each going to get get our final piece here, as we always do on the show. You know, I want you to promote whatever you got going on. Master Guns, you can talk about what you got going on, Mike, you know, exterminating uh, dying insects that we need for, you know, to survive and ruining the planet. I mean, you can talk about that. I mean, you there, Mike? Mike. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just <laughs> we're all trying to harass you but uh and i'm proud of you mike i'm really proud of you today i want to say that right now at no point did i feel like the me too movement or some part (laughs) of cancel culture was coming to get me and ruining my show forever (laughs) so i'm really proud of you um thank you so much for that so we're gonna go around the room uh we'll start off with the upper right square uh as we do on every episode, you get the final, you got something, Bill?
5: No, he's figuring out, he's figuring out the squares, (laughs) right? So figuring out the squares.
0: Gotcha. So I'll let you, you start it there, Dan, what's your final word? Hey, honestly,
2: gentlemen, it's a, it's a real privilege, honor to uh, be able to do this every year. Sean, I, uh, I want to thank you specifically for putting this on, you know, and give us a chance to kind of BS a little bit, laugh and, uh, tell some war stories and, you know, whatever it is. But, uh, no, it's great. It's great. I, I Happy birthday to all of you. Happy birthday, Cheers. Marines. Cheers.
0: Happy birthday, gents. Happy,
1: happy birthday, gents. Bill? Uh, you know, gents, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we got on this. You know, I will tell you, I, I didn't get to say too much about Master Guns, but I will say this. Master Guns, you know, you still are my mentor. Uh, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Um, personally, and uh, Molly, you as well. I don't think I would have got through recruiting duty without you two first uh, taking me under your wing when uh, that guy above me left me uh, on the day I started. So
3: uh, <laughs> I remember that shit. What, that, Walter. what
2: happened? It, oh, it, Walter. Okay, where's that drop?
6: <laughs>
0: right on your head. <laughs> virtual, virtual tea bag. <laughs>
1: Have a great time every year, and uh, it's always good to see you. Hey. Um, and, and here you guys. So, thank you again, and uh, love you all. Happy birthday! Happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday. Um, let's see, we'll go. Uh, I will go Terrell, then, then Mike. Yeah,
1: well,
3: I'm just gonna echo what everybody else said, or in, in uh, Stephen Vankel's words, I'm just gonna dovetail, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I would say thank you for this. Um, It's always good for us to get back together. And like you said, we need to get back together at some point, face-to-face. And I say that because life is short. You know, we can continue to put it off longer and longer and longer. But at what point is, you know, long enough, you know, long enough. So, you know, looking forward to getting back to what y'all let me know. And, you know, I'll fly up, drive up. It don't matter. You know, I'm down for the cause. So,
0: Awesome. Mike's been to my house so many times, and every time I wasn't there. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be go easy, what he tells me. But How about you, Mike? What you got? Final word from you.
7: Well, I would hate to disappoint. You've created an expectation for my political leanings. Oh, probably. Well a- Wow. To cause you chaos, right? So on my latest Facebook post, of course, after the election results, I, I had <laughs> left a, uh, a life hack, a pro tip for all of the uh, current New York governor voters, and I had said that if your current bathtub loofah is is not up to par, feel free to try exfoliating with a plugged in toaster.
0: I saw that.
7: <laughs> Did you get put a Facebook jail yet?
0: Oh,
5: I,
7: I, I did not go to jail for that one, as a matter of fact.
5: You just change your name and log on to somebody else anyway when they put you in jail. <laughs> well, they're that what
4: they're,
5: what they're doing is they're using him
4: as that hub. So they'll <laughs> use him because he's so that way. Then they'll just put everyone else that comments on his stuff in Facebook jail and just <laughs> use him as a bait.
7: I just want <laughs> Elon Musk to take over Facebook, too. Is that too much to ask?
5: So, so Mike, no shit. Robin says to me the other day, she goes, "You know this Pat Riot guy looks a lot like Mike, Mike Malica."
0: <laughs> Patriot. Pat Riot.
7: Yes. That's why it's a pseudonym.
0: Yes. Uh, Matt, Matt how about you? What's your fun word? And mention Chaos Coaching. Who me? Yes, you're well, none of us do Chaos Coaching.
5: Yeah. So well, first thing I want to mention is I think Bill needs an intervention. We we might have to take a road trip up north because he's got problems tonight. I'm not sure what he's doing over there, but at 9:30 he got in the car and he drove somewhere, and then he shows back up in his shed. Right? I don't know if he's I don't know if he's, know if he's growing dope up there or what he's doing. But he shows up in his shed, right? And then all of a sudden he got a baby. His, well, a there, girl in the house. I, I got to get their car to drive to their shed. I
1: don't understand <laughs> everybody say hello. This this little guy. We, we we're gonna finish his paperwork next month to adopt him. We've had him Oh, oh that's awesome. Congratulations, Good stuff, man. Congratulations.
5: Sorry, man.
1: Awesome.
6: So you guys
5: successful. know you guys so, know that I started that when I retired, I went into business for myself. I started training consulting business, and, and it was called Boss Business Operational Success System. Still have that business. But that business, I would take any client. I would work with, you know, I worked with Shell Oil Company, I worked with Shell Global, um, I worked with Disney, I worked with Merit's. I worked with, I worked with, you know, Merck Pharmaceuticals, Angiodynamics, GE. I worked with a lot of big companies, and anywhere, and anywhere in between. Um, I had an epiphany a couple of years ago, where I was just sick of it. Um, I'm sick of working with clients that that refuse to, to be coachable. Clients that the officer ranks, right, the C ranks and the VP ranks that I was coaching with, I was their coach as well, gave you all the lip service in the world. When you turn around, they weren't they weren't doing the things that could really make a difference. Um, and although they were paying me really, really good money and it meant it meant that you had the ability to, to keep coming back because, you know, they weren't getting any better. Um, everything that I know about business, everything that I know, you know, like Dan said, my skills, you know, from the Marine Corps. Um, I took a look around and I go, you know what? Our small business entrepreneurs, our small business owners are, are frigging, they're suffering, right? And I'm tired of the SBA. I'm tired of the stat where in five years, 50% of small businesses won't be in business anymore. That stat has been around. You know, the SBA was created in the 1950s. It's been around for 75, 70, 74 years, something like that. And that stat has not gotten any better. It goes to 47%, goes to 52%, but it lingers right around 50%. And I just, and I said, you know, I, I just, I just decided I was going to do something different and I was going to do something about it. And I created chaos coaching, um, and chaos coach, chaos coach is all about small business entrepreneurs. Now I haven't started to sell anything with it yet right now. All we're doing is we're building a tribe. And right now what we're doing is I'm doing a lot of free stuff. I'm doing a lot of training and I'm, I've got coachings, uh, that I do two, three days a week that I, that's all pro bono. Um, and i'm working on all my curriculum and you know then we're going to put it online and we're going to make the offering online but it's all about helping the small business entrepreneur become a multi-million dollar business um, all of my small businesses mine and and many of the small businesses that i've worked with that i have as clients right now we've been able to we've been able to take them from either ground zero or take them from a 500 k revenue uh, position to multi-million dollar businesses um, I mean, I taught my boys how to build a multi-million-dollar business in, in the junk field, right? So, um, I decided to take those skills and take th- that, those methods and actually share them, um, and hence Chaos Coach was born. And that's that's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm going to do from now until the time I either stop or they plant me, one or the other. Um, you know, so that's fairly new, but it's but it's 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 my new passion. Still have j Dog the boys run it. Mike, you want to hear something crazy? You remember those little fellas that used to run around the run around the office? You know, one of them turned turned thirty this year. The other one turned twenty nine, and they both got married this year. I have two daughter in laws now, so and That's I'm tough. and and I'm I'm almost sixty. I'll be sick i I'm I'm fifty seven years old. I'm almost sixty years old. I'm like, how the hell did that happened, right? Yeah. But listen, Sean, I wanted to thank you for for. It's funny because I don't know if you guys know this, but I tune into his podcast every once in a while just because I enjoy it. See what he's got going on. Um, but last year. Um, I, I tuned into his recording, right? And you guys pop up. I go, Oh no, what is this? And so I listened to the whole thing, right? I listened to it. I said, that is so cool. That is so cool. So I asked, I asked him today. I, I said, Hey, you got to, I, you, you got the guys coming on, right? The uh we you know, no, no birthday thing this year. He goes, Oh no, we're doing it, we're doing it. I'm like, all right, that is cool. So, you know, it's it's great to see y'all. It's great to hear from y'all, and uh, and and I miss every single one of you. So thank exactly. you for the opportunity, Sean. Thanks for the invite.
0: Hey, thanks for being here for us. Master guns dibs. What, what you got going, brother?
5: Hey,
4: no, it's uh, to say that it's an absolute pleasure and honor to actually sit here with you guys. Like you are the legends, not to, <laughs> yeah, you are the legends. You are the legacy. I mean, it's, it's insane. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, and I think this is huge. I mean, it's a huge, I'm going through a lot of this self-help stuff, uh, really trying to take care of myself and a, a huge shout out to Sean for that aspect. Cause he's he's helped me through a lot of a lot of shit that has happened so i mean a lot of that comes from that marine corps brotherhood so it, it's super appreciated it's an absolute honor to to share it here with my little eight years compared to everyone else in you're 20 it's it's huge i love hearing the stories it's it's great so it's uh, i'll always join as long as sean keeps some of the invite i'll be I'll, I'll be here too
0: i think you might be older how old are you dibs now i'll be 37 on monday you're older than terrell wow Give him one. He's older than you, isn't he, Terrell? I just turned, uh, what, 39 back uh, in
3: September?
0: I thought we, yeah. you know, you are the baby now, Dibs. You are Damn. the baby. Well,
6: a-
3: as we always who's say, who's the
0: baby we're- now? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
6: this
0: guy. I-, I, can't, I can't say enough. You know, we, we joke around a lot. We- we've all cussed each other out at least one point in our lives uh, and then turned around and been there for the most important occasions. In every single one of our lives, at some point, uh, all of you, but were there for my retirement, and I appreciate all of you. Uh, in one way or another, got me back onto something, and I appreciate every one of you. And we're gonna do this every year, as long as we can keep doing it. Uh, some quick things, uh, show wise. I gotta get this out. So, if you've got anything, maybe you got you know a chaos coaching type thing, and you got a sticker, or you've got sit you know bee remediation, you got a sticker, whatever it is that you're doing. You reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. It's all the Above the Bar podcast. Send me a message. I'll tell you where to send the sticker. We put it up on the board. That's a free advertisement for you. All four of our listeners will hear it. So you're perfect. All four of them will get it. So That's make awesome. sure you, all four of them. So make sure you you reach out out to us. And hey, look, maybe your your media feels like. Uh, It came out in 1775 on November 10th. And you're trying to upgrade that That guy right next to me, media by dibs. You reach out to dibs. It's D I B S media by dibs on Instagram, media by dibs on Facebook. And if you look him up on LinkedIn, it's Andrew dibble, D I B B L E no S at the end of it. And you reach out to him and you say, Hey, I'm going to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation on top of that. All right, gents, it's done. And as we stick around for one moment, I got something I want to show you because some of you missed it. But as we always say here on the Above the Bar podcast, be sure to push your stool in.
1: This has been an Earplug podcast presentation found on
5: earplugpodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.